All right, so welcome to the eighth episode of the Coach's Lounge. We're going to have another episode of some Bobcat Talks, and I am Cade Kitley. Dustin Backus. And today we are going to have uh, Coach Colt Kitley, who is the Stephenville offensive coordinator and head track coach. I like it. So first off, we're going to start, uh, before we get started with his questions, we're going to do this day in history. And in 1945, the German troops surrendered to the Allies in Italy. And then in 1933, the modern legend of the Loch Ness Monster was born when a sighting makes local news on May the 2nd in 33. You know, I saw the other day they, uh, they said that they had a sighting like this year or in 2019 talking about they were flying over and they're like man what is that in the water i don't know that's that stuff kind of interests me so do you think there is a Loch Ness monster i know uh there's something in there <laughs> they yeah. think they think it's a giant eel be pretty interesting <laughs> all right let's see then we got famous birthdays we got david beckham and Dwayne the rock johnson man you know, a lot of you people just know him as the actor, but, you know, in our day, he was a pretty famous wrestler. That's right. You smell what the rock is cooking. He was back. He was one of my favorites with the, you know, Stone Cold, hometown hero. Uh-oh. Shout out. Shout out. Is he from Edna? He is from Edna. <laughs> Dang. His, uh, his brother actually lived down the street from me. So second to you, he's the most famous, uh, oh, no. the most well, famous guy from Edna. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> All right. He wants to be like me when he grows up. That's right. So word of the day is we're going to go with family, which for us means forget about me, I love you. And we say, like, sacrificing me for we. Love is an action, not a feeling. If you love something, you're going to put a lot of focus and energy into it. That's our word of the day. That kind of sums up our whole culture. That's what we put on everything. Our, it's in the back of our football jerseys, and that's kind of what our whole program is built around. So, tell our kids. I get our, every one of our kids would be able to tell you what that meant. So, and when they do play <coughs> like a family, a lot of good things happen. That's exactly right. We usually come out on top. All right, so I got a couple of quick questions for our esteemed guests over here. All right, so we're gonna start with these questions. We're gonna get to know him a little better. We got some quick questions for him. All right, so what have you been doing with the extra time during COVID-19? Well, I've been spending a lot of time with family. I got a, a little three-year-old boy that uh, just started learning how to ride his little three big wheel tricycle. So I've been going around the neighborhood probably five or six times a day, chasing that dude around and, and then uh, kind of listening to coaches' podcast and reading some books. Um, we've been zooming with our our athletes yeah. and just trying to kind of stay on top of them make sure they're staying on top of their grades and and all the other stuff that that entails oh man that's the that's the hardest part right now is getting them to do their school work <laughs> yes, and trying to make sure that they're doing staying doing their workouts too staying active because they're not going to be used to this heat i'm not used to this heat all right, so next question. What was your favorite pro athlete and why? Probably say Drew Brees. Oh, man. I love Drew Brees. Uh, Drew Brees, just, he's 
kind of one of those guys that's probably always been a little bit of an underdog. You know, they always talk about his height. He's too short to play quarterback in the NFL. You know, wasn't highly recruited. You know, he's from Texas, had to go out to, I think, Purdue to, uh, to play college football. Um, got hurt in, at San Diego when he was playing for the Chargers. They kind of say, hey, we don't know how good you're going to be. So they get rid of him, and he links up with the, the Saints and takes them to the Super Bowl. And just, you know, he, from what I've heard, he's also just a, an awesome guy, good dad, yeah. father, teammate. Heard that too. And didn't he, he just, didn't he just get the – he got some record this past year, didn't he? Was it touchdowns? I think it was touchdowns. I know he got some type of record. So, I mean, now he's – I know he's – He's leading the NF the whole NFL in something. I don't remember the exact amount of touchdowns, but that's pretty impressive for a guy like you said that's kind of just been uh, kind of written off. And I like PJ Fleck always says king of the twos. He was probably people always said, "Hey, you're too short." You're, you know, all that. Hundred percent, so, definitely him. Yeah, that's a good one. Which is crazy to me because I mean he's what only five ten. Yeah, they probably claim he's six foot, but who knows if that's he definitely doesn't fit the prototypical what people say they want their quarterbacks to be. But I think, but you know, he's probably one of the first ones actually, because now probably since him, you kind of have you've had a few more be like, okay, he's done it. So you know, you look at well, I mean, yeah, well, Kyler Murray just came out, Russell Wilson, Russell Russell Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, he was one. He's not. He might be six foot, but not quite. Uh, Baker Mayfield's kind of fits that mold. So there's been a few guys since Drew Brees that they're kind of like, okay, hey, he was successful and he wasn't, you know, your typical 6'3", six, 6'4", six, have to just stand like a huge guy back there. And, yeah, that's a good one. I'm just waiting for a day for a 5'6 <coughs> quarterback to go in there and light it up. All right, so who's your favorite college or NFL coach and why? Uh, I got a couple, but I'd probably have to go with Dabo Sweeney uh, just because he always puts faith first. Um, you can tell his players really love him and play hard for him, and you know I think he's just got the the right stuff in place. His his uh, pillars, his mindset is, is right, and his players, you know, you can tell that's kind of what they, you know, you, I've always heard you, your players take the kind of the mentality of the coach, and you can tell they've definitely taken the mentality of him. You know, he's got good energy, really pushes them to be better every single day. And like you said, he does it in the right way. That's the that's the good thing too, and had success. Well, he was definitely a you know breath of fresh air when he came in and beat Alabama twice. I think everybody was excited about that one. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, the thing with him is I remember reading a a thing about when he they when Clemson hired him. You know, because it was kind of a what they got rid of that one coach, and they were kind of like, okay, hey, we're gonna give it to you. Here's your kind of. Uh, and he took it and ran with it. I remember uh, reading something else about him, and he said, you know, that he said, or one of the questions was something like, you know, what what program do you want to be like? And he said, I want I want people to to emulate Clemson football. Like, I want them to be like, hey, no, I want to be like that program, not not we want to be like Alabama or we want to be like. I want people to say, no, I want to be like Clemson. Or it was something along those lines. And he's yeah, he's definitely a stud. So he's definitely a good coach. Yeah. All right, and he's put a lot of people in the league too. So, okay, we're gonna get, so those are quick questions. Now we're gonna go uh, start with the, I guess, main topics of our 
podcast episodes. The first question, as always, is tell the listeners about yourself and I guess kind of your journey. So grew up in rural Texas, rural America. Well, Bobcats forever. Played uh, football, played basketball, ran track. uh, Had quite a bit of success, you know, as a team in in all three sports. Um, Graduated valedictorian. I know that probably shocks some people. Um, But somehow, I guess, I I somehow got there. Uh, Went to West Texas A&M. Uh, was fortunate to play football there and uh, played there for four years. Uh, got hurt my senior year, blew my my knee out and had a, had the possibility of returning for another year, but ended up getting a job on with uh, Seth Parr at Amarillo Caprock and was there a year and got on with uh, Chris Ketting at Canadian. And a neat little story is how I kind of got that job is uh, my junior year of college, I was working a camp and uh, I think it was a three-day camp. And on day three, he came up and introduced himself and kind of just said, you know, I really enjoy the way you coach and and your passion and everything like that. And, you know, if I get a chance, I'm going to get you up to Canadian. And I kind of was like, you know, okay, we'll see. You know, I didn't think too much of it and then got a phone call probably two or three years later and went up there for, for two years. Then kind of decided to move a little bit closer to, to home and got a job at uh, coaching receivers at Abilene Cooper and enjoyed that. Had success, had a lot of success there. Uh, and then uh, Sterling Doty, he uh, got the head coaching job at Magnolia and and asked me if I wanted to come down and be the offensive coordinator down there, head uh, boys track. So kind of didn't ever think I would go down to the Houston area, uh, but went down there for four years. And now I've traveled with him to uh, to Stephenville. And I just finished up or finishing up my first year there as uh, the offensive coordinator and uh, head track coach. I also have uh, – <coughs> A wife named Haley, uh, and we got married. This will be six years this summer, and then I got a boy named Carson that is going to be three in two weeks. Dang, he's getting old already. That's right. Yeah, he's he's a big boy. He's you he's got a, you got a football in his hands already? Oh yeah, football. <laughs> he likes a little bit of everything right now. All right, so, you know, you said that you went and played college ball. As a, as a six-man guy, what was the transition like from going from six-man to, you know, playing 11-man college football and coaching 11-man, you know, football? So I think the biggest thing is just I knew football, but I didn't really truly know <laughs> the game of 11-man as much. And, I, you know, being a six-man, I played running back and safety and then I go to to up there and I play receiver and so the first couple years is it was basically me trying to learn how to run routes how to you know work releases getting off the press um, you know I could I could memorize plays I could do all that but me just never had played the position being young and, and naive in that 
aspect of it. I really needed a couple years to really get accustomed to playing receiver. But I mean, I you know I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I wouldn't have gone up there and, and really learned the eleven man system and and being a receiver and, and all that kind of stuff. That's true. And WT was because I went. <clears throat> I didn't play football, but I went to WT, and they had some some good teams back when he was playing. That was they were always fun to watch. I always saw them on ESPN. I've seen them once or twice. Mm-hmm. That con- that conference is just oof. so it was really tough. Yeah, ACU was still. Good. I mean, you had ACU, you had Tarleton, yeah, Midwestern was really good, mm-hmm. um, and Kingsville was. You know, they were kind of going down at the time, but they were still pretty successful. And so, yeah, we had, I mean, four or five years there were winning Lone Star Conferences and, you know, going a couple rounds deep in the playoffs. Um, and had to have a lot of friendships that, I, you know, from, from playing there and a lot of coaches that I know from, from that situation as well. Yeah, that's pretty neat. I just like it because, you, you know, a lot of six-man guys to just – there's you don't really just see a ton that go play 11-man ball, so – it's just pretty neat. Much less coaches. Yeah, that's true too. All right, so you grew up in rural, obviously. So, how did you? Where were some of the adjustments or something from like going from a small town, little school? I mean, because I know your class was one of the smallest in rural, or at least a while. I don't know how many was it. Uh, I think it was either eleven or twelve. I knew it wasn't real big, so. Uh, so how'd you go from small town, little school, to all of a sudden now you're at these big schools teaching and coaching and living in, I don't know if you'd say, I guess, other big cities compared to rural, so. Yeah, you know, I'm not a, you know, really a big city guy. I can basically live, you know, out in the country somewhere. I could live in the biggest city, even though I really wouldn't want to because I'm not a big fan of, uh, of traffic. Um, I think the biggest adjustment was just, you know, the classroom. Uh, you know, we had a lot of really good kids that I grew up with. There wasn't a whole lot of discipline issues. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just maybe more today's society. But, uh, you know, just that first year of teaching really had, you know, really, I guess it was me doing student teaching. I saw a whole different side of, of kids that I was like, they're going to let this slide. And, you know, eventually you kind of learn like, hey, there's certain things you gotta let slide. There's certain things you gotta, you know, keep your foot in the ground on, and so I think that was probably the biggest thing. I know you. I know Coach Backus has said that a couple of times. Just being here at Roll and just from a little bit of time he was at Brown, you know, at Brownwood, there was. Exactly. I did my student teaching in there, and I went from teaching PE with 60 kids to 20 kids. I was like, whoa, wow, okay. And I think that's the biggest. I mean, I think, like, the football <laughs> stuff, the sports stuff, I mean, you got more dudes, yeah. but it's really, you know, you're, you're going to keep your, your same principles and, and all that kind of stuff like that. So the biggest, I think, is more in the classroom than anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I think we're used to, you know, teaching that one class one time a day. And, I, you know, at those bigger schools, you'll mm-hmm. teach the same class all day and you teach the same thing over and over and over. I feel like that'd get kinda kinda old after a while. I think you just get better as the day goes on. You kinda use the first couple ones uh, to figure it out and you kinda figure out does the kid really see enjoying what I'm saying or do I need to spice it up a little bit more or or whatever. 
You know, actually, that, that is a good point. Because I remember when I, when I did my student teaching, my very first lesson, you know, my coach just threw me the keys and said, hey, you got it. My first lesson went absolutely horrible. And I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm not good at my job. <laughs> By the time seventh period came around, I had a much better feel for it. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that again. Like, no, we're not. Like, just scratch that. Okay, I'm going to change that up. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. All right, so you know you you've been all over the place. Um, what is the best advice you've ever received? Probably, you know, two things you can always control is your attitude and, and your effort. Okay, requires zero talent. I think I know you probably hear this a lot of times from different people, but uh, you know, if you always come in with a with a good attitude your effort's probably going to be better. And it doesn't matter how athletic, how whatever you are, you're going to get better. You come in with the right mindset, with the right mentality, and you're going to continue to improve. And that's all we can ask. You know, hey, you come in, and let's get better every single day. Be better today than you were yesterday. Sometimes kids think we're, you know, we're asking something absolutely crazy out of them. And, you know, we're just asking them for their best. Like, we're not like, hey, go squat 800 pounds. Like, you know, like if you can only squat 35 pounds, man, you squat that 35 pounds, like, you know, the best yeah, you can. Yeah, and you hold them to a standard, and every yeah. standard's different for different kids based off of, you know, how they are. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to expect a kid to run, <clears throat> you know, every 40-yard dash in a 4-7 and another kid, you know, but every, whatever his best, that's what you that's need what to hold the standard expect. to. That's right. Attitude and effort—it's a big, it's a big deal. Like in, like I said, it's it's completely under your control. I mean, control of the controllables. That's all you. Can, I mean, you, there's no you can't blame that on anybody else. Like that's all on you. Your attitude and your effort. And, you know, I like I like it when they say you know, was I think it's a John Gordon. Like if you step into a room, it's like, are you going to be a energy vampire? Or are you gonna Are you gonna you know raise the level of so you're gonna suck out all the energy, or you're gonna be that, you know, coffee bean and and amp it up, and so that's good. All right, so obviously you had a lot of success in track. Our family's pretty well known in track. Uh, of course, our uncle Wes is at uh, Texas Tech. He's done a good job there. I mean, track's just big in the Kitley family. And I think nowadays, so I want to ask a question we could, uh, about track since you've had a lot of track, uh, or you've been the head track coach. So how do you build a program and create buy-in for track? Because I think nowadays it's harder, even more so, to do that in track. So how how would you say just some maybe some things you do to build that up and to hopefully create buy-in for kids to be like, okay, I'll go do track? I think one of the biggest things is is our head football coach really pushes it with our football kids. You know, and we, we want them doing something. We want them being competitive in the spring. And so whether it's powerlifting, baseball, tennis, golf, track, whatever, go compete. And, you know, heck, we'll work with you. If you if we'll get you for 30, 45 minutes, go see you to the baseball field, mm-hmm. whatever. But, you know, I, I, I honestly think that if you can – if you have a good in, – in track season – Maybe not the correct word, but if you have a good mindset going into track, um, 
it kind of dictates your football season, especially if you have a lot of your kids that are football kids. Um, but I think, you know, kids, I mean, you know, they don't want to go out there and run. No. It's kind of the society. They, that's, so that's I, I think and you go out everywhere. there, you have good energy, you have good passion, because kids don't want to be around somebody that's, hey, get on the line, let's run a 400. You know, hey, let's, let's get out here, let's go get better, let's work on our mental toughness, and hey, every little, every little step. Okay, we're gonna let you breathe, but hey, I need your full whatever while we're here. And you know, I think having good coaches, you know, to go along with you, uh, that have good energy, that are positive with them, um, and you know, every week, seeing the kids seeing progress, you know. So we like to show them, hey, this is what you ran last week. This is what you ran today. Okay, and that's you know, attributes to to their work that week. You know, trusting the process. And, uh, but I, I think track goes along with nearly any sport. Um, it, it's going to make you faster. It's going to make you tougher. And just, you know, builds character. And everybody in this world nowadays, including myself, have a little character building. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, track for sure is, you definitely, you know, especially if you put them in the 400 or an 800, something like that, you'll definitely find out which kids really want to compete and have that heart and are, are tough because, it's hard, and that's why a lot of a lot of times kids don't like it, is because it's hard. Well, I think trying to but, build it kind of whenever you go into a place is kind of getting your younger guys to really buy in. Um, I've never really been to a place where we're going to win a whole lot of hundred meter dashes, <laughs> and so yeah. you know, hey, if we want to be successful, we got to be good at the the two hundred. We got to be good at the four hundred. We got to be good at hurdles. We got to be good at field events, and you know trying to put them in the right right spot and just continue to push them every single day in practice, have fun with it, have success, little successes. That's right. I know we just always try to tell ours, like you, like you just said, hey, it's getting you better for football. Because, I mean, most kids want to play football, so it's like, hey, we're getting you better for football. So, you know, just that's the mindset. We're getting faster for football and getting tougher. And like you said, just go compete. I've never seen – I've hardly ever met a kid that didn't want to at least compete, you know, get you out of school and different things. But, yeah, we uh, kind of have a funny story in track. When Colt was a senior and I was a sophomore, uh, I guess he didn't run the mile relay in the prelims because we wanted to uh, – No, I did run it. I did run it my senior year. Or was it – or was that your – I mean, I meant – there was one, but in the prelims, you, what was it? So – in the prelims, we just didn't run very well. That's and we were hoping, because yeah, I, I had a lot to was. do the yeah. next day, I was hoping I could kind of just go out there and coast, coast. to yeah, make right. the finals. And uh, it was a little bit different circumstance. And we didn't really run had very to, well. <laughs> I had to run my best just to, to make it into the finals. I think we were in lane eight. We were in lane eight. eight. I remember, because I was, I, I was the first leg, we were in lane eight. We ran terrible and the first day. Kind of a, another story to go on that is, so I, I we make it in the 800 relay. Yeah. I, I run the 400 right afterwards, and I run terrible. I run a 52 something, and you know, just, just his best day. you know, it's right back to back races. Yeah. Just didn't have it. So we're going into the mile relay. We're sitting last place going into the finals. Yeah. And my, I was anchor leg. Our first three legs, I mean, they run lights out, and they hand the baton to me in second place, and. I'm going on the backstretch, and this dude from Cristobal runs by me like I'm standing still. And I was thinking in my head, like, people in the stands, 
I didn't run very good in the in the in the finals in the 400. People are kind of already chalking me off, saying he ain't got it today. And I kind of I knew in my in my mind and in my body I was feeling a lot better then. So I just kind of stayed in that sucker's hip pocket. And once that home stretch came around, I went around him, and we ended up getting second place and, and going to state. And, and we ended up getting third place, and it was kind of a, I guess, kind of the start of the what happened the next couple of years, um, kind of kickstarted that. It did. But it was it was just neat because I mean, well, he was a senior. We had two sophomores and a freshman, so it was, and but it was neat. I mean, we were in a 326 and got third. Wow. But we had to, run, but that was still when we raced against the current. Uh, the two A's. There's no telling yeah. how many. State There's championships no. rule could have they would have, you know, even probably back in the day I don't, I don't know, know what the numbers were, but they would have had two divisions. Well, and I remember too in the 800 relay. I mean, we ran a 130 point nine nine or I know it was eight or nine and got sixth. like sixth with, and, with the best the fastest team dropping the baton. Yeah, Knox City. It was crazy. I mean, but you run. I mean, you run that nowadays. I mean. In that you know nowadays people, if you're in a 130.8, people are in the six man division are like, man, that's moving, and we got sixth, and it I was just pretty interesting. But makes you wonder how fast those two A teams were. Good goodness, I know it was just just another level of, but it was pretty neat. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of times, uh, I'll just always remember that though. Cause, yeah, we were not setting good at all, and I bet people are like, oh, they're not going to make it because we were. I remember I was first leg run lane eight, and it was, but we make it second. <laughs> So we made it in the the 800 relay and the mile relay, so that's pretty neat. Um, anyways, but it sounds like y'all were nervous, y'all were sweating a little bit. Like, oh, well, I think no. that the youth of the, yeah. the day before they were they were really nervous. You know, they, a bunch of them probably their first time going to to regionals. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, I was really the only veteran of the crew because yeah. I you know they were all sophomores and freshmen and freshmen. I, well, I remember because I know it stayed as a sophomore in a 52, and I think that day that I ran like a 55 or six. I just I don't know. It was just a it's just a completely different thing. But. You know, one thing I like is uh, you know y'all don't talk about if y'all go to state. It was like yeah, you know when we get to state. Like it's a yeah we. I mean that was the mindset. Y'all just y'all make going to the state track meet like it's no whole. It's just another <laughs> track meet. Yeah. It's just another day. Just that mindset. I like it. But that was instilled in us when we were young. I mean, shoot, I can remember my dad and Argan Bobby. I mean, it was like even at Pee Wee track meets, man. It was like, yeah, get off your feet. Hey, get it out was, of the sun. hey, it was, it was. You're there to win. I mean, and like that. Like I know, and some people might think that you know, as a Pee Wee track meet, you know, it's like no. We, it was like you're gonna go out and you need to win. Like, yeah, have fun doing it, but you know, you need to win too. And that that was just kind of our. I don't know, track, track and the Kitleys is a big thing. That started with my group, Bobby. I mean, and then it just kind of with my dad and our uncles, or our dad and our uncles, and then just all of us. I mean, so it's just pretty pretty neat. So, But, yeah, I just I knew that, that track store was pretty interesting uh, his senior year. So, And it made it, it made it worthwhile that we barely made it to state and ended up getting a medal. So, <laughs> so all right, so next question. All right, so... <laughs> What would you say your best coaching effort in a loss was? So th this past season, uh, we play Argyle, first game of the year. I mean, we're a brand new staff coming in. Uh, 
numbers kind of weren't great, so we had had kids going both ways. A lot of them, it's their first time to do that. Um, and so we go play Argyle, and we get beat 42-14. And it could have been a lot worse. Uh, we didn't do a very good job of coaching, um, and the kids just, you know, you could tell they weren't ready to play at that type of, type of you know, level um, that early in the year. And, you know, we continue to improve. We get them second round of the playoffs, another uh, draw with them. And it was kind of like, you know, heck, our game plan wasn't bad, but let's tweak it here and there. And, you know, we put on a few different things. And we end up, you know, I think it's four or five minutes left in the game, and it's 49-49. And them suckers are, are worried because they hadn't played really a whole lot of teams, you know, especially us, them coming in and just rolling us the first week, you know, that that was, you know, an eye-opener for them. And so, you know, we end up losing, uh, I think, by two touchdowns. But, I mean, it was a it was a four-quarter four game, and they knew, you know, that we were we were much improved and, and a lot better game plan and kids – came to play and kind of put it all out there on the line. Um, so I, I think that's one of my, or really our uh, best coaching efforts in, in a loss. And I think that's tough because that, that's good that y'all got to do that because I know that's tough because a lot of times with kids, you know, if they lose to a team, you know, early on in the season, they just drill them. When you play them again, they're like, okay, well, we already know this. They beat us bad that time. So, hey, what's going to be any different? And, if you can change that mentality and that mindset and get them to just keep like That's one thing about take those Stevenville guys is they suckers they got the belief system. Yeah, I mean, you walk in our green room and there's five state championship trophies up there. It's true. So they, they, I mean, it's a it's a different different type of kid there, and them mm -hmm. suckers like to work and they believe, you know, and there's a lot of, of pressure on them to do it. Yeah, but you know they kind of welcome it up. That's kind of how they've been raised. Because they got generations going through there. You know, their dad probably played there. Their grandpa probably played there. They got brothers played there, cousins, you know. Exactly. They're, and if they don't win, yeah, they're probably like, oh, well, I wasn't as good as they were. Yeah. Well, it also shows, you know, don't ever don't ever take a team lightly. Because I feel sure. like a part of them, they, uh, sure they, they were, you know, they rolled over all the first game. They're like, oh, this will be easy. And then y'all came out and punched them in the mouth, and they just weren't prepared for it. Exactly. And they weren't going to change what they're going to do. I mean, no, they're going to no. do the same thing. So, you know, we came in with a lot better game plan and kind of tweaked ours from the, you know, previous. And we were – team was better, coaches was better, yeah. you know, as the year went on. That's good. All right, so we're going to do our final two questions. So the first one is, what is your favorite joke? What kind of joke you got for us? All right, so why can't you trust Adams? Oh, I've heard uh, this one. <laughs> uh, why? They make up everything. <laughs> there we go. Hey, I'm an ex-science teacher. So I was about to say he's getting the go. science out in here. There we go. I saw that on Facebook the other day and it cracked me up. <laughs> and I, I hate how much I laughed at it. Yeah, I like corny jokes the best. Oh, they they kill me. All right, so if you can go back and talk to, you know, day one, Coach Kitley, what advice would you give him? I think focus on uh, the process and the results will take care of themselves. You know, I 
kind of, I think as most young coaches, we focus a little bit more on the wins and losses instead of, hey, what's it going to take us to get there? What do we need to do Monday through Thursday? And, you know, don't, don't take it so hard. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm not saying don't take a, a loss hard, but, hey, let's see what can we get better from. Let's continue to, to focus on the process of getting better every week and not really solely focusing on, you know, we lost. Well, what, how, how can we take this loss and, and become better? You know, and that's what we do a lot of times. If we lose a game, then, yeah, we're going to use that film to see, okay, hey, look at all these opportunities. You know, if we would have done this, if we would have done this, you know, it's all the little fundamental stuff that we do Monday through Thursday. You know, how important this is on Friday. And, you know, I think just, you know, young coaches kind of get caught up in we got to win, we got to win, we got to win, we got to win. Well, let's focus on the process of winning. Yeah. I know I was that way early on. It was just like, yeah, you got to win. Because you're, you're trying to build up your record. Yep. You're trying to build your legacy. Yep. But no, that, that's good because, I mean, yeah, a lot of, a lot of people forget that I mean it's kind of they forget what it takes to get to that point that's right you know because the win, the wins and losses look good now but you only get so many by just worrying about the record good stuff alright well that was the questions we had we, thanks for uh, being on the show it was a lot of a lot of good stuff I feel like I got better today oh yeah Appreciate, Always. Appreciate y'all having me on. Yep. Problem. Enjoyed it. Yeah, we'll probably interview the rest of the Stephenville coaching staff here pretty soon. So <laughs> We got some good coaches. That's right. So let me know. That's right. Well, hey, if you like, go uh, like and subscribe to our podcast. and We're on Facebook. And appreciate you guys listening. And be looking forward to uh, the next episode.